Welcome to the Marketing That Generates podcast hosted by yours truly, Lauren Powell. For over a decade, I've partnered with business owners around the globe to create and implement their digital marketing strategy. Working together with their teams, we generate more leads, more customers, and more revenue. I'm here to make your business growth simpler by making online marketing simpler. Every week, I'll be interviewing other business owners about the strategies that are keeping their marketing relevant in the long term, so they're not hammered by monthly algorithm adjustments. So are you ready to generate more leads, better leads, and more sales-ready leads online while making the most of your oh-so-valuable time? Then this is the podcast for you. Are you tired of being promised the magic pill that's going to solve all your online marketing challenges? Well, this podcast does not promise quick overnight fixes, nor a one-size-fits-all marketing formula. Instead, it will empower you to think differently and more strategically about your marketing so that you get better results. So whether you're a business owner, solopreneur, or an aspiring entrepreneur, listen in and subscribe for zero fluff and actionable takeaways. And for bonus resources, go to marketingthatgenerates.com. In our current podcast series, I interview the owners of four very different travel businesses, and we dive deep into their marketing. Today's episode is the first of that series, and I interview Samantha Schultz, founder of Plan Your Perfect Vacation. Doesn't that sound nice? So Samantha has traveled to over 62 countries. And let's just say as a fellow lover of travel, I'm a little jealous in all the best of ways. In this podcast episode, Samantha shares more about her travel agency and the level of support she provides to clients. She also explains her unique marketing system and how she finds and acquires new business. So tune in and don't forget to visit the show notes to get all the links for this episode. Samantha, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for being here. Yes, no, thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited as well. Yeah, and you've built this incredible business helping people plan their vacations. Can you tell us a little more about your approach to travel and what life enriching experiences means to you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, even before I started my company and my agency, um, I always viewed travel planning, I think, a little bit differently than a lot of other people think. Um, it's definitely more than just, you know, checking a box. And, you know, you mentioned it, it really is all about life enriching experiences. And the reason why that is maybe different than how other people view it is my agency goes a little bit beyond what people may think of the old days of an agency where you get handed your paper plane ticket and your hotel reservation and you're on your way. Um, I serve my clients a lot more beyond that transactional online booking or transactional booking um, interaction. And I really focus on taking trips from ordinary to extraordinary. And that's really done through very in-depth consultations and conversations. Um, Because I really believe that every person is unique. They may have a different goal or intention for a trip. And I really want to match all of that uniqueness to those wants and desires and to what they envision. And then my approach to travel also combined with that is really having peace of mind that you are going to be supported throughout the entire process. So from that point of consultation all the way through returning back home. So really like my approach, it always has the same components. Um, so again, you've got like consultation, you've got your research and partnership. I always send itinerary proposals. I prepare you for your trip and then you have your support while traveling, which I know, um, especially nowadays is even more important than it ever has been. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was thinking about that and like, hey, do we go down this rabbit hole or not? But let me touch on the enriching experiences. I think highlighting that 
it's not just about making the booking and really about uh, making, well, the perfect vacation, right, which is the name of your business for the individual is just such a unique experience. And I imagine makes it your service stand out to your clients. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think for the most part, I mean, well, sometimes some people do come to me and they'll say, you know, give me suggestions or I don't know where to begin or I know I want to go somewhere. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, I do have clients that'll come to me and they have like, I always say the foundation, like they'll say, I know I want to go here and I have an idea of maybe like one thing I want to see or I've heard about. Um, but then they really need someone to help put all of the pieces together, make more recommendations and suggestions, but also really get to know them. Because I think that, you know, you can, of course, send, you know, people to the same place and send them to do the same things, but that really is not going to be meaningful to every single person. And so that's where taking it a step further is what really differentiates. Yeah, I think that's so beautiful. And thinking about myself and uh, some of my friends, we travel very differently. And so what might be a perfect vacation for them is definitely not a perfect vacation for me and vice versa. Um, not to say they're not all lovely, but to me, that kind of vacation doesn't necessarily require a travel planner to just do the same thing that everyone else is doing, if you will. Yeah. And I definitely believe that not everyone needs a travel planner or maybe every trip doesn't necessarily need one. Um, and there are a lot of people that actually love the whole, you know, research process and planning and they love digging into that. But then there are also other people that say, you know what, this is way too overwhelming. And that's where they, you know, they want to hire out that service. So it definitely is very individual. And that's why I treat, you know, any, any inquiry or any person that reaches out, you know, on a very individual basis. Absolutely. And, You've traveled a lot, <laughs> 62 countries and six continents, which is amazing. Does that help you better plan trips because you've been to many of the places that your clients want to go to? I do believe so. Um, I think that while, yes, I have a very vast experience of traveling, I'm not going to say that because I've been to 62 countries, that makes me, you know, a super like, you know, expert in every single area of every country. But what it does make me an expert in is really um, getting to know partners in destination. To me, that's the most important things when I think about support to my clients is that knowing that they are going to be taken care of anytime they go somewhere and that I also have resources um, you know, again, uh, you know, on the ground, speaking the language, they're in the same time zone. And really, you think about it, you know, I may like I just went to I'll, I'll talk about like 2019, I went to Japan for the first time. And I don't know, I would love to go back. I, it was such an incredible trip, but I don't know when I will get back to Japan. So really having these partners in destination where I can reach out and say, hey, you know, I went and saw this or I saw these hotels you know, and now maybe into 2022, I'm asking them questions, you know, once Japan reopens, can you tell me, are these hotels still doing well? Are they still the experience that I saw in 2019? They're on the pulse of what's going on when I can't physically be everywhere. So just having that um, ability to go to a destination, again, make contacts and see things with my own eyes, I can always then rely on those partners to come back and really reevaluate things as I continue to move forward and plan trips. Absolutely. And I think that can sometimes be the hardest part of travel when you're on location and something goes awry and you don't really know, like, what are my next steps? Or maybe you don't speak the language and it's really hard to kind of figure out, okay, what's, what's the solution here? Whether it's 
uh, a delayed booking or not the experience you expected or, you know, whatever it is. I'm sure you have a laundry list of, <laughs> of what those problems can look like. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that even though I'm always a support, like I'm always a contact, you know, or a point of support during travel, sometimes just, you know, having the, the ability for someone to call directly or be able to reach out to someone directly there, it just takes one step out of it. You know, it may take me a little bit longer if I don't speak the language and things like that. So that's why I really do work closely with these contacts just to make sure that the experience is even more seamless or as seamless as it possibly can be. Absolutely. And I'm curious, which what seventh continent are you visiting in 2022? So next December, I will be going to Antarctica. So that is the last oh one gosh. to go. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's still one of those things where I don't think like I've I've started the planning. I've you know I've, I've booked some things, but it has not quite hit me yet. Um, you know, I I think that you know with travel, a lot of people may think like, oh, you you go places all the time, but like I really. I get just as excited as, as everyone else. And I, you know, I, I go through all of the emotions I think that go with travel. I mean, there, I think that sometimes there's a little bit of like nervousness. There's that anticipation. There's the excitement and, you know, all of the kind of that buildup that leads to it. So, um, it, it seems almost too far away right now where I'm like, is this really going to happen since it is a little over a year out? But, um, but at least the thought of planning and getting everything prepared for it is very exciting in the meantime. Oh my gosh, what a dream location. I think that's I think that's really exciting. I'm excited for you and I can't wait to see your pictures assuming the trip happens when you expect it to happen, but yes, you will need some warm attire. <laughs> yes, yes. I have to say that is the only thing, you know, even living in Denver and, you know, the fact that it's cold here, this is a different level of cold, so I know it's going to require a different level of preparation, absolutely. Totally. Okay, so let's say someone's listening to this podcast and they're wondering, when should I hire Samantha to plan my trips? You hinted at this a little bit earlier, but do you believe that your services are best fit for special milestone trips, international trips, all of the above? You kind of talked about not always needing a travel planner. So can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my agency specifically, we specialize in international travel as well as Hawaii and Alaska and, you know, made this decision about a year into having my business to basically take the lower 48 states out. Um, I found that a lot of people are pretty well equipped to do their own domestic travel within the U.S. and that really where the negotiating for better costs and promotions and things like that comes more with international travel or destinations like Hawaii and Alaska, where they are, you know, vacation, adventure, you know, type travel focused. So that would be the kind of the biggest umbrella. Um, as far as seeking out my services, I do have a lot of people that reach out for special milestone trips, especially when things involve groups. Um, a lot of people don't realize that that can become another job in itself. So it's why not just give me the full time job and take care of it from there. But I do think that, you know, if someone does feel good about the research process and booking and things like that, where they may want to consider using a professional travel planner, you know, if it really is a destination where like, I always think of like Africa, for example, you want to go on safari or, you know, a more remote location where maybe like the planes are landing on, you know, dirt landing strips and things like you're not going to be in these big airports. And you're like, how do I even set that up? 
that's where really someone like me comes into play. I'm going to be able to put those pieces and parts together and make sure that you have, you know, safe ways of getting around and that you're going to be able to have everything in place when you need to, or at least to know what the resources are to do that. And that's why I think sometimes when people are dreaming of, you know, bigger trips or even, you know, think of Antarctica or, you know, talk about Africa or other places around the world, I always think that, um, a conversation is better earlier than later, um, just as far as like planning in general, because that can also help you determine if if services are needed or not. But also it just really allows if you want like true customization, which is exactly what we do. We customize every trip. You're more likely to get what you want and what you envision when there is more time to put into the planning process. Yes. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know, right? <laughs> Until yeah. you go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And I think the two, the two biggest things I always tell people to like, even if you don't reach out to a travel planner right away, or you're like, I think I want to take it on by myself. The two biggest things I always say, like talk about what, you know, if you're traveling by yourself, like think about on your own or whoever you're planning on traveling with, like one, what are like your goals and intentions of your trip? Because I really believe even if people don't think about it, every trip has a goal or intention, you know, is the goal to completely unplug and disconnect? Is it to be more of an adventure? Um, so what exactly are the goals and making sure everyone that's traveling is aligned? Because that is a big determination of how your research is going to go. But then also your budget, which I know a lot of people do regularly consider, but you know, that budget can really determine whether you can take a trip this year versus maybe having to save and wait and, you know, how realistic you are about, you know, I envision this trip because I saw something on Instagram. Do I have the the budget right now to do that? Or is that something that I want to wait and save on? Or could I maybe do with something not quite as grand? So those are the two things I would say, no matter who you work with or you do it on your own, that's a great place to start with, you know, planning and, um, and just getting started. Yeah. And I, I can imagine when you add a group to that, both of those considerations get way more complex. Yeah. And that's where, you know, too, you know, you not even like if you think groups of friends, but families like families, you know, going from the grandkids all the way to the grandparents. I mean, you've got every age in between and they, a lot of people don't realize there actually are places, there's destinations, um, activities and things that actually can cater to everyone or have options available to everyone. So again, it does help sometimes not having to worry about like, is everyone going to be happy letting someone else show you some options and say like, I think this is why these are going to work best for everyone in your group. That just takes a huge amount of stress off of whoever is the person that's trying to coordinate. 100%. And I, <laughs> I say that because I've been that person. It is really <laughs> challenging. You know, um, it is really challenging to take into consideration all age groups. Yep. And typically, I find there's different interests and different reasons for the trip uh, among the different individuals. So um, remind me to, <laughs> to reach out to you next time I get put in that position. Um, yes, definitely. Definitely. So why I mean, I'm assuming you love to travel, but why did you start this business and what inspired you to create your agency? Yeah, um, well, I, it, it's a longer story than I, I promise I will not go into. Um, but really, well, it started out first and foremost, I, I actually did not travel as a child, never left the country. And it was always one of those things where it was kind of almost like, like this intrigue of like, well, what, what is the world like outside of my little bubble? And so it really wasn't until I went to college that I said, like, I want to see the world and I need to see how other people live and I want to learn about 
all of these cultures and just things that I've been reading about in books my entire childhood. So um, I actually, the first time I left the country, I left and went to Europe for six weeks. So it was kind of one of those, like, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go all in. And um, it was a very scary trip for me, not because anything bad happened, but because I literally was on my own and had never done this before. But it was one of those things where despite being homesick and like unsure of what I was doing, I like fell in love with everything that was travel. So like, you know, eating everything and meeting people and, and seeing all of these different places. And so I think that, you know, as I continued to travel more, it really became a big part of who I am. And it definitely changed me as a person. But when I, what really forced me, or I guess kind of pushed me into getting into owning an agency was I actually used a travel agent for a pretty big trip later on in life. And it was to go to Australia, New Zealand and Fiji. I wanted to kind of go to all three together. And again, that's like one of those trips where I looked at it at the time and I'm like, gosh, like how, what's the best way to get around? And like, there's so many little islands in Fiji and I'm going to go to an expert. And I found that the experience working with that particular agent was a little less than stellar. Um, it lacked, you know, attention to detail, personalization, and that ongoing support. And so really, when I reflected on the trip afterwards, it wasn't bad, but I was like, I think once I saw what I saw, and once I found out kind of what was available, I thought, you know what, there is a need for, again, this more personalized level of service or someone really getting to know me on a different level to be able to suggest things that are going to be a better fit. So that was when it was like, okay, I have to figure out a way to basically be in travel and make it my job. So that was kind of how it was born. Um, after I left the, I decided to leave the corporate world. I decided to just go in, um, you know, full, full force. You know, sometimes agents try to do it on the side. I don't know how they do that because I really do see it as, I mean, sometimes even more than a full-time job. So, but it, I'm very happy that I took that leap because, you know, as you know, becoming an entrepreneur can be very scary. Um, but, you know, if you are really passionate and you're like, okay, like I'm, I'm ready for this and I'm going to put everything into it, like it, it will all come together. Wow. So first of all, the first time leaving the country to do a six week trip in Europe is pretty ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, at the time I'm like, I guess it sounded like a good idea, but I definitely know while I was there, I was kind of like, what, what in the world did I do? And this was also, you know, I'm, I'm older. This was back in the days of like, you had like calling cards, like you, you couldn't pull up Google maps. Like it was definitely a different, a different world for sure at that time. Yes. That's about when I went to, <laughs> to Europe for my first time. And it was definitely like that. So too, I really want to highlight what you said about travel changes you. And I just think, you know, of course we all go to travel. We all like to travel to unplug and relax, but I do think there's something really beautiful about going to outside of our country and seeing how other people live, how other people, what their culture is like. I think it's really broadening in terms of your horizons and your experiences and having more empathy, to be honest, for <laughs> how other people live. Like we have it pretty good here in the U.S., in my opinion. And um, I just want to say, like, I really appreciate that piece about what you said. 
Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I do always come back from every trip with a, just a level of appreciation. I mean, I think first and foremost, just the freedom to travel. And I know that with everything that has been going on since 2020, yes, there have been some freedoms that have been, you know, taken away in a sense that we are a lot more cautious about the way we can travel and where we can travel. But prior to all of that, I mean, there are many countries where they, you know, they can't travel freely. They cannot leave their country or if they do, they have to provide, you know, so much paperwork, you know, to prove they're coming back. And I just, you know, talking to people in different places, I just realize that sometimes we do take a lot of things that we have for granted. I think also being able to see how other people live and that maybe sometimes like life, life can be more simple and still be very fulfilling. And I always take that back as well. Like, does life need to be so busy? And does it need to be full of things? And you know, I definitely when I talk about changed me. I mean, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, I have always put experiences over things. And I, to this day, I'm, I've always been like, you know, less materialism and more about connecting and experience. And that that's probably, I think uh, there's many other changes, but the biggest one. But I think when you see that other people don't need all of the things that we think we need to have, um, you, you realize you can still have like a really amazing life and a very connected life to other people and the things that you love without all that we have. hundred percent. I, I could not agree more. I, I too have a similar value as you, but you know, I remember one trip I took to Morocco be 11 years ago and it was just a couple of females and I, which was also very ballsy at the time, but I remember sitting on a local bus and um, we did not hire a travel plan or probably should have sitting on a local bus, sitting next to a female. And she was floored that I was in another country didn't have a husband or boyfriend that was kind of dictating where I should go and when I should go there. And it was, I just remember that moment stuck with me forever and super eye-opening for me. I think I was 22 at the time. So I was, I was, I was pretty young, but yeah, I, I, I think when we travel only to relax, sometimes we miss out on these really important experiences that I think can serve as growth experiences for us. Yes. And, and I do think I mean, there is travel, like the relaxation trips and things I definitely think have their place. And even now, I think sometimes those trips are actually, they're evolving. And, you know, when you think about like things that you don't know, a lot of people don't realize now, like there are places you can go and like resorts that are dedicated to, you know, complete like meditative type of mm -hmm. trips, or you can, you know, like there are definitely things where you can still get an enriching experience without just like, unplugging and doing, you know, literally nothing. But yeah, I think that there, there always is a time and a place for each different type of trip. But I think the ones where you really do feel a life change or you get an experience that, you know, maybe was unexpected or was, or better than you expected comes with the ones where you are in places and you're, you're getting to experience things in a way, kind of like your Morocco experience. It actually makes me think of when I went, I went to Egypt in 2019 and, you know, having to remember and be respectful of their beliefs and their culture. And, you know, men very much like they're, you know, they're the ones that kind of they, they have say over women and they yep. are, you know, you, you don't talk back to them and things like that. And it's just, uh, they are very much more of a dominant presence and just being aware of that. It's just a completely different feeling that sometimes you kind of, you don't realize until you get there that you're going to be experiencing that. 
Yeah. Or even, you know, it, but it's different actually experiencing it than, than going there, going there and feeling it in person. Um, and we had a similar experience in Morocco. I mean, we weren't in restaurants or anything at night, um, things like that, but, and I agree there is a place for relaxing, but I think if you were talking about these international trips where presumably people are going on bucket list vacations, uh, because they want to do a safari or they want to do something they've never done before, like Egypt, I do feel there's probably a level of enrichment that comes out of each of those trips. Okay, so you left a corporate career, you started this business, you've been doing it for six years. So my my assumption is that you got things pretty well down with the exception of what was probably the unexpected uh, COVID for you. But now things are looking a little different. And I just love to talk a little bit about your marketing, because part of the reason why I do this show is so that um, our listeners can learn from other business owners who've been doing it for a while, what's working for them and get inspired by other industries, perhaps outside their industry. Sometimes I think we get really tunnel, uh, we get tunnel vision and we think, oh, I can only do what all the other travel planners are doing, or I can only do what all the other marketing agencies are doing. And really, I think marketing is very universal. And there's a lot of great ideas that other people are doing that we can learn from. So, you know, right now, how does your, well, I, I say right now, but I'm I'm understanding that you're in a kind of I, I keep wanting to say post pandemic, but we're not in a post pandemic world yet. So I'm not really sure what the right word is. But how do you get in front of new people right now? Is it primarily word of mouth? Um, I imagine you have quite a good reputation after being around for six years. Yeah, no. So I think everything that you said, I will. I definitely would love love to share. And I, same thing, I love to learn from other entrepreneurs because I've learned and I and I consider I mean a, a little over six years is still a pretty short time in my industry when you think about people have been in it a while but like I really first and foremost believe that not the same thing is going to work for everyone whether you're in the same industry or not so like getting new ideas all the time or hearing how other people do things is so important and really my lead generation it's changed a lot since I first started um, because obviously like lead gen does change over time. Like you said, once you have a reputation and once you start to build up a clientele, it does become more referral based. But I can say that, you know, when I think about beyond referrals, you know, social media, and I know as much as a lot of people, you know, don't like it, I, I can't say I love it every day, but social media and also like when I'm traveling, when you think about like in the moment posting or in the moment stories are at least in my industry, but I think in others as well, it's just so powerful for people to see your name popping up, to see what you're doing, what's going on, what's, you know, what are you thinking? How is that playing a role in the world? Like that's, I would actually say is probably one of the biggest things, which I know sounds kind of funny. Why would people want to book a trip with someone that they've just met on social media? And I can't say that it happens immediately, but I do have people that reach out a lot and they'll say, I've been following you for a while and I want to learn about your services. So that's, I would say a big way for lead generation, you know, podcasts like this, I think sometimes just people getting to hear your voice and hearing like, oh, hey, I never really thought about a travel planner, or she sounds like she's a little bit different than what I thought they were. That's another way. Um, you know, I've been in some magazines and, you know, different kind of features like that. Um, but when I first started, you know, beyond, um, you know, doing kind of like some regular networking things locally, I also did bridal shows and which I know a lot of times, especially people that know me really well think that's funny because I was never, I wasn't even really into my own wedding planning, to be completely honest. Like that was like the last thing I wanted to do. But what I love about working with like honeymooners is like, I think about the first trip as a married couple being a very 
important trip that can kind of set the tone for that relationship. And even if you've traveled before as a dating couple, there's just something different about it. And that's something that, you know, I kind of went to the first bridal show just thinking like, let's see how this goes. And I have, I've worked with, and it's not only who I work with, but it is a big percent of, I would say my clientele, because I do con continue to get referred to more people that are getting married and get engaged. But, um, you know, that those types of trips, I think, are just are fun and amazing, because there sometimes usually is a level of more exploration or being willing and open to new ideas. And so I get a lot of creativity a lot of times with those trips. Um, so br bridal shows um, are another way for lead gen. So I, but again, going back to social media, I would say that's actually probably the biggest way. So always just keeping, you know, my face and my name in front of everyone all the time. Yeah. Okay. So, so many good things in there. First of all, I love your social media. I follow it. And I think everyone who's listening should definitely follow it. So um, I will be linking that in the show notes, but I agree. It keeps you top of mind. You see not just the beautiful, like, Instagram feed photos, but also also the behind the scenes, which I think is really important in terms of thinking about, oh, should I hire a travel planner and should it be Samantha? Um, I really appreciate your stories while you're traveling, to be honest. And I get to kind of vicariously live through <laughs> all your travel. So I think I can see why that does so well for you. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And it's something where, you know, I do try to you know, I think that what you can see on the internet, I mean, sometimes is true, but also sometimes not, especially when it comes to travel. And I think that seeing things real as they are, there is something powerful about that as well. Um, and not to say anything bad about like, you know, like the, the very like Instagrammable photos, but like everything I do, like I'm not, a, I'm not going to claim to be a photographer. Nothing I do is doctored up. I wouldn't even really know how to begin doing that. So like when people see where I'm going, what I'm doing and where I'm staying, they're getting that raw footage of like, okay, like this is what it really looks like, or this is what you really are getting. And, you know, being able to see it through that lens, I think is also helpful for a lot of people too, or for them to think like, oh, I thought I wanted to go there and now I, I changed my mind. So it helps in, in both ways. Absolutely. And then I love the bridal shows, not just because you book honeymoons on the back end of that, but I also think about the customer lifetime value of your clients because you're coming in for one of their first big trips, but then they think of you for any big trip beyond that first honeymoon or as um, they have kids or as they plan group family trips. I just think it's a really smart strategy for you. Yeah. And I think, you know, that plays, I think, a role into, again, that personalization of what I do, because I think with every you know, I call it life change, the way you travel changes. So like you just mentioned, you know, you go from being honeymooners to now family travel, there's a completely different dynamic, you know, and then once, you know, kids get older, or maybe like you're doing multi-gen, but kids get older, you become empty nesters again. I have a lot of people that come to me and say, like, we don't know how to travel together, just the two of us anymore. Like, what, what do we, how do we do that? We've been traveling as a family for so long. And so being able to help with these different life stages too, I think is pretty cool. That's amazing. And as a client, it's nice to know, hey, Samantha knows what we like and what we don't like. So she's only going to put things in front of us that we're actually interested in. Definitely. Absolutely. Amazing. So you have all these different ways to get in front of new business. And then, you know, sometimes I think as a service provider, it can be a little challenging to sort through like 
who's ready now? Who's not ready now? Who should I spend time on? Who should I not spend time on? And I think you have a really great way to do this, which is with your free consultation. Yeah, absolutely. So phone consultations, um, and even now, like if people want to Zoom, I'm always open to that as well. Some people I know, they're like, no, we'll just do a call. But um, that is primarily the way that I do like, you know, qualify, or if you say like want to pre-qualify, whether or not, it, not only are they a good fit, because I, I don't, you know, I don't take on just any client, especially if I don't think that that, you know, maybe they need my services or that, or maybe they want something that I can't offer, but also to make sure I'm going to be the right fit for them too. And um, I think that having a conversation really helps with also just getting them the ability to really think through, like, have we considered everything? Like, have we talked about, you know, the goals of our trip or is everyone that we're going with, are we on the same page as far as our budget or the things we want to do or how many days we want to go? And so it really opens up a lot as to whether they need more time to even begin the process, like just to kind of do all of that pre-work or if they're ready, you know, qualified and ready to begin um, the planning process with me. I have started to slowly implement an additional step um, just because I think, you know, you know, talking about the pandemic, you know, a lot of people are reaching out more, even more, which is great, you know, to speak with travel planners. Um, but sometimes they're like, I don't really understand, you know, if this is the right fit for me. So I actually do have like a pre-qualification like travel form on my website too, that sometimes if um, I'll have people send like fill that out first, and then we can kind of decide whether the phone consultation is a good next step or not. Um, so I think that both of those avenues really help with not only making sure I have the time to really work with and like, you know, you talk about like spending the time on the clients that really want and need my services, um, but to also make sure I'm not wasting anyone else's time when they could be continuing on with their own planning if that's the right route to go. Absolutely. And in a high tech service, the reality is we can't serve everyone that comes our way. So being able to decide am I the best person for them or not quickly and not have them kind of spin their wheels with you for a while, I think is important. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. And then you have this great newsletter called the PYPV passport or plan your perfect vacation passport um, that I assume is in addition to social media, how you stay in touch with people maybe who aren't quite ready to start planning the trip, but might be thinking about using your services in the future. Yeah, I would say that's um, the PYPV passport. So that is a biweekly newsletter. So it, I mean, and it has it's one of those things where I made a decision early on with my business, if I'm going to take on having a newsletter, I am committed to it. And I think just kind of going back into entrepreneur role, like people really do maybe not all of your readership, but I I do have like a lot of readers that will send me responses back or just say like, I love reading this every two weeks, or I always look forward to the next issue. So you, if you want to do something like that, it's important to not let it slack. So biweekly is, was a, was a choice I made. Um, but I know again, you can talk about like not just keeping my eyes or, or keeping my face in front of other people's eyes, but also for those that maybe are like, I know that I want to use a planner, but right now is not the right time to travel or, I need more time to save or whatever it is, that is a really great way to continue maintaining that relationship, even if we technically haven't had a travel planning relationship together. I do also have a private Facebook group too called the PYPV Insider. Um, that one, it's kind of an extension of my regular business Facebook. Um, and I do 
post some things in there that like, as far as like group trips and things that, you know, I'll kind of pre-release them to that group kind of as a, a, a way, you know, to, again, to keep that kind of surprise and delight and that engagement. Um, but I do use both of those avenues to share everything from like just regular travel information, ideas for travel, tips and tricks, or really any type of topic that I think would be thought provoking enough to bring someone back or to keep them thinking of me, even when they aren't thinking of traveling. Yes. And I really like that you said it's a way to build the relationship. And I think sometimes it's easy to feel like, oh gosh, it's a drag to post on social media. It's a drag to keep doing my newsletter twice a month. But really what you're doing is building a relationship so that people are becoming more sales ready and that you're the one they think of first, not someone else. Because we get bombarded with a lot of messages every day, a lot of advertisements. And if someone doesn't stay top of mind, it's really hard to, <laughs> to remember them when the time comes around to use the service. Yes, absolutely. But I think and I think with both of them, too, I think the important thing is, is I've had to really remain flexible over the years. I mean, because obviously you can't keep doing, I mean, no matter what industry you're in, you can't keep doing the same thing the same way. But also like when, and aside from like social media and the algorithms and things like that, but like I even had to think about like when we were right in the, you know, like the beginning, those, the, the, of the pandemic, those first few months when things were really scary and that amount of uncertainty, like I really had to rethink my social media strategy at that time. And I'm like, I don't really know if right now, you know, I always think of my social media as it should be inspiring. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know if people really want to be inspired right now. I think they just want to know that they're safe and things are going to be okay. And I really kind of scaled back my messaging and changed things. So I also am always looking at, it's not just like what's going on with my travels or what I think would be fun and exciting. It's also like, how does this um, also play into what's going on in the world and, and the, my readers, what do they need at that time? I think that's brilliant and really important to highlight. And I don't, I don't envy <laughs> the <laughs> last two years you've had because you have been one of a harder hit industries, to be honest. And so being able to tap into, hey, what's the collective feeling? Do they really want to see like a picture from a trip to Fiji right now? Probably not. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I think it's smart and, and ensures that you're not tone deaf. Yeah. I, and I think that helps, you know, you mentioned like, you know, the relationship part, like, I think it helps keep me staying as a human to other people, because that is very important to me. I'm not just someone on, you know, like a call center number or something like that. Like, it's a real human that you're working with. And it's a human that understands you and understands the I mean, there's very much an emotional side, I think, when it comes to travel, there's obviously an emotional side to just life, you know, the things that happen, you know, in the world and what's going on in your individual life. But, you know, just knowing that this person isn't just, I'm not just pushing my agenda and it's like, oh, well, I want you to get out and travel. Like, no, I understand that this is probably not the right time or place. And even now I do continually reevaluate because I, I play a, it's not a slippery slope, but there are some people right now that are like, get me out there. I want to travel and I'm okay with the fact that it's changed and that things are different and there's more rules and regulations. And then there are others that are like, I don't think travel is safe and I'm going to wait this out a bit longer. And I completely, you know, I understand that everyone, it's a, it's a personal decision and I'm respectful of that. And just being uh, uh, just aware that not everyone is in the same place and with that level of comfort, I think is what's most important. But again, people, I think, appreciate that because again, it's not just me pushing my business. It's me saying, okay, my business is here when it's right for you. Yeah, I think 
most people can smell that a mile away when someone's pushing their agenda. And the fact that you take this approach of it's here when it's right for you builds a better relationship long term. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yep. Yep. So I super appreciate you sharing those three components of your marketing system. And I'm just curious if you had to give one piece of advice to another business owner who's working on their marketing and growing their business, what would it be? Well, it kind of actually builds on everything we just talked about. But I mean, I think just business overall is just really staying true to yourself and who you want to serve and knowing your worth. So whether it's how you market to your clients or how you stay engaged with them, but also just what services you want to provide or what you want your business to be known for. I think it's really easy when you get started and you're growing your business to just want to take any client that comes your way or maybe not charge what you should be. And I think that if you are only chasing money or numbers you are not ultimately serving your client the way that they should be served. Um, you're not probably ultimately going to be as passionate about what you're doing, especially if you're undervaluing your services. Um, and, you know, ultimately that's going to, it's going to reflect in, in everything in every which way. So I think just, um, being very, you know, just focused on like, this is, this is who I serve. This is what my value is and standing firm with it. Because, you know, that was one of the biggest things I had to really challenge myself with, you know, during 2020 when international travel was shut down. And here I have an international travel agency. And everyone asked me, why aren't you booking domestic? I had to stay true to myself and my business and where I wanted to be um, once things changed. And I think that has only served my clients. And I think they are, they respect me for staying true to that and making sure that they're only getting the best out of me, which is my focus. Beautifully said. And I, I can't add anything to that. I think that level of focus serves you well long term, even though it can be very challenging sometimes when there's a lot of distraction to feel like, oh, let me go a different way. Let me go a different way or let me kind of branch out from what I originally envisioned. So I just I'm I'm really impressed. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, Samantha, thank you for all your time. Thank you for all your expertise. Where can our listeners go to learn more about you and your business? Well, definitely my website, um, that's probably has the biggest amount of information, which that is planyourperfectvacation.com. So just the same as my business name. Um, but also, you know, I talked a lot about social media. So I always say the best way to follow along on my adventures is actually through Instagram, which again, my handle is planyourperfectvacation. And Facebook, my business page is also facebook.com slash slash plan your perfect vacation. So you can find me any of those ways. Um, people reach out to me, whether it's via the website or the social media site. So um, I just look forward to um, having people follow along and share their experiences and their reactions. And um, I just thank you so much again for the time today and being able to share with everyone. Amazing. You can find all those links in the show notes. And I hope you enjoyed this episode with Sam. Heck yeah. You just finished another episode of the Marketing That Generates podcast. I hope you found a few takeaways that you can put into action right away. If you want more on today's episode, head over to marketingthatgenerates.com for show notes, links, bonus resources, and related episodes. Plus, if you're looking to connect with other amazing business owners just like you, be sure to join my free community. You can get access at marketingthatgenerates.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll meet you back here next week.